I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Jeremiah chapters 51 and 52. This is the new King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. Well, here we are. We're going to finish up today with the book of Jeremiah. We find in chapter 51 more on the end of Babylon, verse 1. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon, against those who dwell in Lieb Kamai, a destroying wind, and I will send winnowers to Babylon, who shall winnow her and empty her land, for in the day of doom they shall be against her all around. Against her let the archer bend his bow and lift himself up against her in his armor. Do not spare her young men, utterly destroy all her army. Thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans, and those thrust through in her streets. For Israel is not forsaken, nor Judah, by his God, the Lord of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee from the midst of Babylon, and every one save his life. Do not be cut off in her iniquity. For this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He shall recompense her. Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunk. The nations drank her wine, therefore the nations are deranged. Babylon is suddenly fallen and been destroyed. Wail for her, take balm for her pain, perhaps she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let us go every one to his own country. For her judgment reaches to heaven and is lifted up to the skies, for the Lord has revealed our righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God." Make the arrows bright, gather the shields. The Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes, for his plan is against Babylon to destroy it, because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance for his temple. Set up the standard on the walls of Babylon, make the guard strong, set up the watchmen, prepare the ambushes, for the Lord has both devised and done what he spoke against the inhabitants of Babylon. O you who dwell by many waters, abundant in treasures, your end has come." The measure of your covetousness, the Lord of hosts, has sworn by himself. Surely I will fill you with men as with locusts, and they shall lift up a shout against you. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom, and stretched out the heaven by his understanding. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightnings for the rain." He brings the wind out of his treasuries. Everyone is dull-hearted without knowledge. Every metalsmith is put to shame by the carved image, for his molded image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are futile, a work of errors. In the time of their punishment they shall perish. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the maker of all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name." You are my battle-axe and weapons of war, for with you I will break the nations in pieces, with you I will destroy kingdoms, with you I will break in pieces the horse and its rider, with you I will break in pieces the chariot and its rider, 
With you also I will break in pieces man and woman. With you I will break in pieces old and young. With you I will break in pieces the young man and the maiden. With you also I will break in pieces the shepherd and his flock. With you I will break in pieces the farmer and his yoke of oxen. And with you I will break in pieces governors and rulers. And I will repay Babylon and all the inhabitants of Chaldea for all the evil they have done in Zion in your sight, says the Lord." Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain, who destroys all the earth, says the Lord. And I will stretch out my hand against you, roll you down from the rocks, and make you a burnt mountain. They shall not take from you a stone for a corner, nor a stone for a foundation, but you shall be desolate forever, says the Lord. Set up a banner in the land, blow the trumpet among the nations, prepare the nations against her, call the kingdoms together against her, Ararat, Minai, and Ashkenaz, appoint a general against her. Cause the horses to come up like the bristling locust. Prepare against her the nations with the kings of the Medes, its governors and all its rulers, all the land of his dominion. And the land will tremble and sorrow, for every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon to make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhabitant." The mighty men of Babylon have ceased fighting. They have remained in their strongholds. Their might has failed. They became like women. They have burned her dwelling places. The bars of her gate are broken. One runner will run to meet another, and one messenger to meet another, to show the king of Babylon that his city is taken on all sides. The passages are blocked. The reeds they have burned with fire, and the men of war are terrified. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon is like a threshing floor when it is time to thresh her yet a little while, and the time of her harvest will come. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, has devoured me. He has crushed me, has made me an empty vessel. He has swallowed me up like a monster. He has filled his stomach with my delicacies. He has spit me out. Let the violence done to me in my flesh be upon Babylon. The inhabitant of Zion will say, and my blood will be upon the inhabitants of Chaldea, Jerusalem will say. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will plead your case and take vengeance for you. I will dry up her sea and make her springs dry. Babylon shall become a heap, a dwelling place for jackals, an astonishment and a hissing without inhabitant. They shall roar together like lions. They shall growl like lions' whelps. In their excitement I will prepare their feast. I will make them drunk that they may rejoice and sleep a perpetual sleep and not awake, says the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams with male goats. Oh, how Shishak has taken! Oh, how the praise of the whole earth has ceased! How Babylon has become desolate among the nations! The sea has come up over Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of its waves. Her cities are a desolation, a dry land and a wilderness, a land where no one dwells through which no son of man passes. I will punish Bel and Babylon, and I will bring out of his mouth what he has swallowed, and the nation shall not stream to him any more. Yes, the wall of Babylon shall fall. My people go out of the midst of her, and let everyone deliver himself from the fierce anger of the Lord, and lest your heart faint, and you fear for the rumor that will be heard in the land, a rumor will come one year, and after that in another year a rumor will come, and violence in the land, ruler against ruler. Therefore, behold, the days are coming that I will bring judgment on the carved images of Babylon. Her whole land shall be ashamed. 
and all her slain shall fall in her midst. Then the heavens and the earth and all that is in them shall sing joyously over Babylon. For the plunderers shall come to her from the north, says the Lord. As Babylon has caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon the slain of all the earth shall fall. You who have escaped the sword, get away. Do not stand still. Remember the Lord afar off, and let Jerusalem come to your mind. We are ashamed because we have heard reproach. Shame has covered our faces, for strangers have come into the sanctuaries of the Lord's house. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring judgment on her carved images, and throughout all her land the wounded shall groan. Though Babylon were to mount up to heaven, and though she were to fortify the height of her strength, yet from me plunderers would come to her, says the Lord. The sound of a cry comes from Babylon, and great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans, because the Lord is plundering Babylon and silencing her loud voice, though her waves roar like great waters, and the noise of their voice is uttered. Because the plunderer comes against her, against Babylon, and her mighty men are taken, every one of their bows is broken. For the Lord is the God of recompense, he will surely repay. And I will make drunk her princes and wise men, her governors, her deputies, and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep, and not awake, says the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, The broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken, and her high gates shall be burned with fire. The people will labor in vain, and the nations because of the fire, and they shall be weary. The word which Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sariah, the son of Neriah, the son of Masiah, when he went with Zedekiah the king of Judah to Babylon in the fourth year of his reign. And Sariah was the quartermaster. So Jeremiah wrote in a book all the evil that would come upon Babylon, all these words that are written against Babylon. And Jeremiah said to Sariah, When you arrive in Babylon and see it, and read all these words, then you shall say, O Lord, you have spoken against this place to cut it off, so that none shall remain in it, neither man nor beast, but it shall be desolate forever. Now it shall be, when you have finished reading this book, that you shall tie a stone to it and throw it out into the Euphrates. Then you shall say, Thus Babylon shall sink and not rise from the catastrophe that I will bring upon her." and they shall be weary. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. Well, this chapter, long chapter, 64 verses, is a continuation of Jeremiah chapter 50. It's Jeremiah's prophecy against Babylon, and what a prophecy it is. 46 verses in chapter 50, and another 64 verses in chapter 51. Hey, the projected fall and total devastation of Babylon was a really, really big deal in Jeremiah's day, who would have even imagined such a thing was possible back then? While happening over a period of time, Babylon, after falling to the Persians, became a desolate city just as Jeremiah prophesied, completely uninhabited, structureless, and it remained so until Saddam Hussein began his rebuilding project in the early 1980s. He rebuilt Nebuchadnezzar's palace on the site where the original was, and he also built another huge palace for himself adjacent to it. By the time the U.S. Marines reached Babylon in 2003, the locals had already ravaged the palaces that had been rebuilt. And uh, by the way, I have a link on this uh, page of the written notes of BibleTrack.org where you can uh, look at some pictures that were taken back in 2003. And why was Babylon to be judged? Well, look at verse 10. It was because they came up against Zion, Jerusalem. But wait, there's more. 
The Babylonian conquerors are identified in verse 11 as the Medes, and the reason given for the impending fall of Babylon, it says, because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance for his temple. That's the temple in Jerusalem being referenced there in Jeremiah's prophecy. Verse 24 mentions again that the retribution against Babylon is directly linked to their treatment of Jerusalem, and verse 28 once again refers to the hand of God in this retribution being the Medes. How many ways can Jeremiah paint the picture of Babylonian destruction? Here's the answer, several. Just read beginning with verse 29 for the next many, many verses. Yep, judgment is definitely coming to Babylon as God avenges Israel. Then we see Babylon's future in verse 43. It says, Her cities are a desolation, a dry land and a wilderness, a land where no one dwells, through which no son of man passes. We see in verse 44 the collapse of Babylon's claim to fame, their great wall of the city and their recognition as the center of Baal, being Baal, Baal worship. Both will come to an end. Notice the promise of verse 49. As Babylon has caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon the slain of all the earth shall fall. The Hebrew word for earth there is Eretz, which is translated earth or land sometimes. Here it's a reference to the land of the Babylonians. With the prominence of Babylon in the world during the time of this prophecy, it must have seemed a little far-fetched for Jeremiah to prophesy their defeat their destruction and desolation by the Medes. Once again, if you're looking for a prophet-validating prophecy, well, here you go. Jeremiah said it would happen, and it did, about 50 years later in 538 B.C. That's when the Medes came to town. Jeremiah gave directions to one of Zedekiah's government officials who was headed for Babylon in verses 59 to 64. He told him to read this prophecy aloud when he arrived. Afterward, he was to tie a rock to the scroll and throw it into the Euphrates, and that was to be an object lesson to his audience. Then he was to repeat these words to the people, and here are those words, Thus Babylon shall sink, and not rise from the catastrophe that I will bring upon her, and they shall be weary. In Jeremiah chapter 52, we have a recap of the end of Jerusalem. Now, by the way, the, this is the fourth time in the Old Testament that we're given the story of the fall of Jerusalem under King Zedekiah. The others I have listed, actually, in four columns, counting this one today in Jeremiah 52. And you can read alongside and see those in their parallel format. But I'm only going to read Jeremiah 52 today. Jeremiah 52, verse 1. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king. He reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamatal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. He also did evil in the sight of the Lord according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For because of the anger of the Lord, this happened in Jerusalem and Judah, till he finally cast them out from his presence. Then Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Reading on, verse 4. Now it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, and on the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came against Jerusalem and encamped against it, and they built a siege wall against it all around. So the city was besieged until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. By the fourth month, on the ninth day of the month, the famine had become so severe in the city that there was no food for the people of the land. Verse 7. Then the city wall was broken through, and all the men of war fled and went out of the city at night by way of the gate between the two walls, which was by the king's garden, even though the Chaldeans were near the city all around, and they went by the way of the plain. 
But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king, and they overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. All his army was scattered from him. So they took the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he pronounced judgment on him. Then the king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and he killed all the princes of Judah in Riblah. He also put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon bound him in bronze fetters, took him to Babylon, and put him in prison till the day of his death. Now in the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard who served the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He burned the house of the Lord and the king's house, all the houses of Jerusalem, that is, all the houses of the great, he burned with fire. And all the army of the Chaldeans who were with the captain of the guard broke down all the walls of Jerusalem all around. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive some of the poor people, the rest of the people who remained in the city, the defectors who had deserted to the king of Babylon and the rest of the craftsmen. The Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left some of the poor of the land as vine dressers and farmers. The bronze pillars that were in the house of the Lord and the carts and the bronze sea that were in the house of the Lord, the Chaldeans broke in pieces and carried all their bronze to Babylon. They also took away the pots, the shovels, the trimmers, the bowls, the spoons, and all the bronze utensils with which the priest ministered. The basins, the firepans, the bowl, the pots, the lampstands, the spoons, and the cups, whatever was solid gold and whatever was solid silver, the captain of the guard took away. The two pillars, one sea, the twelve bronze bulls, which were under it, and the carts, which King Solomon had made for the house of the Lord, the bronze of all these articles was beyond measure." Now concerning the pillars, the height of one pillar was 18 cubits. A measuring line of 12 cubits could measure its circumference, and its thickness was four fingers. It was hollow. A capital of bronze was on it, and the height of one capital was five cubits, with a network and pomegranates all around the capital, all of bronze. The second pillar with pomegranates was the same. There were 96 pomegranates on the sides. All the pomegranates all around on the network were 100. The captain of the guard took Saraiah the chief priest, Zephaniah the second priest, and the three doorkeepers. He also took out of the city an officer who had charge of the men of war, seven men of the king's closest associates, who were found in the city, the principal scribe of the army who mustered the people of the land, and sixty men of the people of the land who were found in the midst of the city. And Zebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took these and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. Then the king of Babylon struck them and put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. Thus Judah was carried away captive from its own land. These are the people whom Nebuchadnezzar carried away captive in the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, he carried away captive from Jerusalem 832 persons. In the twenty-third year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the Jews 745 persons. All the persons were 4,600. Now it came to pass in the 37th year of the captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the 12th month, on the 25th day of the month, that evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and brought him out of prison. And he spoke kindly to him and gave him a more prominent seat than those of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiakim changed from his prison garments, and he ate bread regularly before the king all the days of his life. And as for his provisions, there was a regular ration given him by the king of Babylon, a portion for each day until the day of his death, all the days of his life.
The fall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. was such a notable event in Jewish history, it's recorded four separate times in the Old Testament. That's 2 Kings 25, 2 Chronicles 36, Jeremiah 39, and also in this chapter. It's like watching the rerun of a movie. It turns out the same way each time, though. Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, well, Babylon wins. This historical chapter of Jerusalem's fall is divided up like this. First, the fall of Jerusalem is seen in verses 1 through 11. Jerusalem was surrounded by Nebuchadnezzar's army for 18 months. The food was gone. Verses 10 and 11 here record the horrific treatment of King Zedekiah. Killed his sons right before his eyes, then blinded him, bound him in chains, and put him into prison over in Babylon. The temples plundered and burned. The walls around Jerusalem were broken down, we see in verses 12 through 23. The inhabitants are deported to Babylon in verses 24 through 30. But first they took the leaders of Judah, including the high priest, and executed them. Verses 28 to 30 record three different deportations over the next 16 years. And then Jehoiakim, the king who preceded Zedekiah, is released from prison in Babylon after a 37-year stretch in prison. That's recorded in verses 31 through 34. Jehoiakim, by the way, was just 18 years old when he took over as king. Nebuchadnezzar replaced him after only three months with his 21-year-old uncle Zedekiah. Nebuchadnezzar's successor, evil Merodach, later on took care of Jehoiakim back in Babylon. So it's 586 B.C. and Israel's gone. The wealthy and influential people were deported to Babylon, leaving just the poor. Jeremiah had prophesied this exile would last 70 years. Look at my notes on Jeremiah 25, verses 1 through 14, for more details on that. It was at the end of those 70 years that Cyrus, after having conquered Babylon, he allowed the exiles to return to the land of Israel. However, it should be remembered that Israel was not autonomous as a nation at that time, nor any other time, actually until May 14, 1948. Somebody else always laid claim to the land of Israel. While some of the prophecies of the Old Testament prophets point to the return to the land under Cyrus, the accompanying revival and rule of the Messiah found in many passages is still a yet future event for the millennium to come. So what can you say about Jeremiah? Finally, here's what I can say about him. It's better to be right than popular. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walker.